0: Well, good morning, church. Well, it's good to finally be home after all of these months of prayers and the like. We are leaving wonderful, wonderful friends back in the high country of Colorado and already have wonderful friends here. So thank you so much. We have a lot of work to do. This isn't about us, so I'm not going to leap into a long discussion of who we are, uh, mainly because there's not that much to it. Uh, so we're going to talk about Jesus and focus on him. But thank you so much for your welcome, for your prayers. It means a great deal to us, so it does. You might be, uh, if you're new and you've never heard me before, (laughs) this is what all people from Colorado sound like. Um, (laughs) I am still learning your lingo. Uh, There have been several times in shops that I may as well have been in Yugoslavia because I had no idea what was being said, but I had, there was a smile, so I assumed I was not in imminent danger, and the transaction went through as planned. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to work with this congregation, but that kind of begs the question, what kind of church is this going to be? What kind of agenda did Patrick bring with him? I brought an agenda. I have an agenda, but I don't want to tell you yet. I'll tell you later this morning. going to happen but I want to talk about a couple of stories first a couple of stories in the New Testament in fact one of the favorite stories in the New Testament was not originally in the New Testament that's the first part of John chapter 8 it's not in any of the early manuscripts but it's it's very much a Jesus story and God found a way to get it in there later you know John even said that he didn't write down everything God did and I think God said well you forgot this story so he got that in But John chapter 8 is the story of the woman caught in adultery. And if you ask Christian people what their favorite stories are, this one seems to always lead the pack. It's in John chapter 8. It really starts in verse 2. Jesus goes up to the Mount of Olives. He preaches to them again. As he's preaching there, the Pharisees bring a woman to him. They said this woman was caught in the act of adultery. Now the law of Moses says we are to stone such a one. What do you say? The Bible adds there, they did this to trap Jesus. Find it fascinating what Jesus does here and what he doesn't do. You know this story, because like I said, it's one of the favorite stories. But do you know the weight of this story? Have you ever really dealt with what's going on here? Jesus starts to write on the ground. What do you you want to do? What does the law say? Stoner, then stoner. But the one without sin, let him cast the first stone. In these stories, we're the Pharisees. Sometimes we're the woman caught in adultery. But church people are generally the Pharisees because we're the ones that will say things such as, the Bible says it, that's it, we're going to do it. And Jesus didn't do that have you ever realized this the law does say that that is the law and jesus didn't say well then you better kill her oh yeah he started that way when he said well you better follow the law then but whoever's without sin let them cast the first stone And he does it while he's writing. Interestingly enough, this is the only time in Scripture Jesus has ever said to have written anything. And we're not told what it was. So early Christians and early Jewish writers filled in what he wrote. And they probably did a pretty good job because if you look at the rest of this story, it makes perfect sense. They say he started writing the sins of the people that had brought the woman. But they didn't say he wrote things like adultery judgmentalism no he wrote things such as the market last tuesday afternoon the house behind with a young man in other words he wrote where they were when they sent now that's really important it's very important for later on in the story Well, as Jesus keeps... First of all, can you imagine this poor woman? She's standing there, and then the guy that they bring her to just says, Well, go ahead and stone her. But let the one without sin throw the first stone. And then slowly, as Jesus writes, the rocks start dropping. The Bible says the oldest one's left first. Why? (laughs) We've had more time to sin. You know, he's written eight of those and we're going, I think that's all me right there. I, I Ooh, look at the time. Uh, and, and we just go. I had a Catholic friend that said, and a rock came out and hit the woman and Jesus said, Mom, no, Mary. <laughs> Mary was also human. We don't, we, Jesus said, if you've got a rock in your hand and the right to have it, throw it. He looks up. He sees the woman. He sees the woman. Look at the embarrassment of this woman. Had to have been absolute. This is her village. She's not going to be able to get away from this story. You don't have the money to move to another village at this stage. She, was she in love with the wrong person? Perhaps. Was she a prostitute? Perhaps. It's very common even among the Jews. Do you remember some of those patriarch and prostitute stories in the Old Testament? That's among the 5,000 stories I would have not put in the Bible had I written it, but God does. Men misused women as prostitutes even back then, men that knew better. Well, sometimes they were prostitutes because they were widows. And there was no other way to make a living and feed your children. There was no social security there was no welfare there was no uh adc there was not nothing like this no social safety net at all you were on your own and and you remember uh there was another great story where there's a funeral procession jesus meets and a woman is just sobbing because she's a widow and she's lost her only son now she's not just sobbing because she's a widow and lost her only son although that's enough to sob for you the rest of your life In that society, that meant she had lost all rights, all property, and all chance to make a living. Unless a man came by and rescued her. That's why Jesus stops the funeral procession and raises her son from the dead, gives him back to her, and walks on. He knew what she was going to face. The other men were using this woman. Jesus saw the woman. And no, the man wasn't there. That's an interesting situation, don't you think? Well, it was a male-centric society. Sometimes you'll hear people say, well, you know, leaders in a church have to be male because Jesus only chose apostles. Yes, he also wore robes and ate first century foods, but we don't have to do that. That's not the point. He lived in a male-centric society. He was about the only one you're going to find in that society that praised women, allowed them to follow him, and saved most of his compliments for them. Here's this woman. No man is going to protect this woman except the guy that made men. She doesn't know who he is. He doesn't tell her. He just looks at her and says, where's everybody that condemned you? She says, there's no one here. He says, then neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Or as the NIV, I believe, puts it now, Go, neither do I condemn you. Go and leave your life of sin. I want to ask you this morning, which of those sentences do you focus on? Neither do I condemn you. Or go and leave your life of sin. But before you, before you answer that one, there's another wee story. It's a little story. Sorry. <laughs> I was listening to somebody on the radio this morning and they were referring to a period of time. Month. And I finally learned, that's a month. It means 30 days. Well, you know, but the, the expression. But, and, and another word, caterwaul. I'm going to look that up. <laughs> anyway. In Mark chapter 9, verses 38 through 41, there was one of Jesus' apostles named John who comes to him and says, we found these people that were out throwing out demons in your name, but they're not with us, so we told them to stop it. And Jesus says, don't do that. If they're not against me, they are for me. They're with me. It's an interesting little word there it means for and with so according to how you want to translate it in other words don't 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 do that don't stop other people from doing good don't criticize them I've, i love this by the way young john's the one who said this who said oh you know we, we stopped them and john in his gospel doesn't bring this story up i love the human element in the bible It's kind of like the woman that had an issue of blood and the Bible said she suffered much at the hands of doctors. Luke leaves that one out. (laughs) There's a human element in Scripture and it's a beautiful thing once you accept it. Jesus says if somebody is not doing good, they're not only not to be stopped. Jesus said they will not lose their reward. Even though they were not with him, they will not lose their reward. I want these things to stack up for a minute in your head and heart take those two passages think about them for a minute when we think about Jesus forgiving the adulterous woman do you feel an urge to quickly add but yes but he told her to stop sinning if so I would like for you to take a look at that passage again he did more than forgive her he said I don't condemn you I don't present tense condemn you before she stopped sinning he had stopped the condemnation before she had changed her life and who knows maybe she didn't change her life but jesus said i don't condemn you he knows her circumstance he knows the situation he knows what's going on and before she changed he forgave did you ever notice that before how about this one? As he wrote perhaps the sins of the men standing there about them, he didn't condemn them either. Oh, I would have. <laughs> I'm, I have to watch myself. I'm gifted at war, verbal, physical, or whatever. I'm not big enough to be good at the physical, but I'm not smart enough to stop Remember once when I was in university just trying to get a drink out the machine and somebody bumped me. I just turned around and punched him. Right in the knee. I'm, this is a big... I saw Jesus three times before that was over. I kept getting halfway up the tunnel and he was dragging me back. Um, No, I've never, I, I look at that and what amazes me is not that Jesus forgives the woman. But he forgave her before she changed and he also let the men off the hook and did not go after their sins wow did you ever notice that before so let's go back to mark that exchange with john that bit that john left out luke says the man referenced here was, was casting out demons now the way they did that they had roving groups of people that did this And they had some Jewish law behind them and some bits of Old Testament, but an awful lot of myths that came out of Persia and Babylon when they were in captivity, Zoroastrianism and the like. They had wrapped all of these things into their practice. This was a polytheistic action, but done in the name of the one God. You and I would look at this and say, that's a mix mash of religions, that's just awful. And Jesus goes, no, they're with me. If they're doing good, and they're not against me, they're with me. Let them go. In other words, Jesus sought for ways to include the people, not to divide. He wanted to be united with the ones that were casting out the demons, the ones who had brought the woman and the woman. Now, you and I can normally get one out of those three groups. Some of us will even go for two out of the three groups. Would you have gone for three? Jesus went for three. He wanted to be united with all of them. He did not look for reasons to divide. And when the apostles, or at least John, looked for reasons to pick up stones to drive this man away from them, Jesus' hands were empty of stones. But his heart and his arms were wide open. Empty hands, open arms, open hearts. It's a fact of religious life. I've been asked to speak at a lot of places in my career, and I have no idea why. I didn't take a speech class. I don't have a Bible degree. I got all this stuff wrestling God in the dark of the night because that's the way I've lived my life. And god's grace has allowed me to speak of these things and and to be open and honest about where i am and what i'm going through and what i find about our god and it's amazing what we find if we wrestle him he'll put your hip out by the way so watch him he's got some moves and yet i want to tell you something about this every time i every time i'm asked to go to a place and speak on unity all I get after is a line of people waiting to tell me why it can't happen. I wonder, would they have lined up in John 17 in the Garden of Gethsemane while the mob's coming and saying, before you arrest him, I need to correct him on this point. He's praying for the unity of everybody, and that's just not acceptable. Acceptable. Not only was it acceptable to Jesus, that was his agenda. Empty hands, open hearts. He practiced it. He prayed about it before he died. It was important to him. You know, if you know you're going to die and you have one last prayer, you do get the choice of subject material. And he prayed for unity and peace. The book of Revelation. I love the worship scenes. In fact, it was uh, from Hebrews 12 read today. Next week, we're going to look at Hebrews 12 in great depth. So I want you to read Hebrews 12 for next week. The next three sermons, in fact, have frightened one or two. Because we're going to talk about the sacraments of the gathering, the water, or baptism, and the table. And some have said, this seems a little legalistic. Oh, it's not legalistic. You're going to, this is going to be different some people have even come up and said isn't sacrament a catholic word no it's an english word um <laughs> and, and we're taking it back we're going to use it the way that it is intended to be used so don't worry come and see and come and see that the lord is good but in, in hebrews 12 We find the gathering. In the book of Revelation, we find the gathering. Every nation, kindred, tribe, and tongue under heaven gathered together. I think of that every time that I hear people say, how many nations have never heard of Jesus? I find that to be an absolute crime that we have not done our job in 2,000 years, that we have not found a way to get into all these nations. But I find it a great comfort to know that according to the Bible, everybody finds a way every nation kindred tribe and tongue and all the divisions that are between us i remember when i first moved up to detroit it was right after 9 11 and i began to realize there were a lot of things i did not have in common with the people there we, we had 10 fantastic years there loved it well, one of the early days i traded pulpit with an african-american congregation down in inner city detroit and had a great time but i'll never forget the opening class was not going as well as it could have because of me i was stumbling trying to find ways to connect with the people in the room and i didn't know them their history their culture what was going on and this sweet lady that was about 800 years old (laughs) looked at me and she said she interrupted me she said preacher I stopped and I said, yes ma'am. She says, you know you're white, don't you? I went, yes ma'am? And she says, well we know we're black. You just go ahead and do what you do. We'll be fine. I want to live next to her in heaven. Jesus says, drop the rocks. Jesus says, confront your sins, love each other, but drop the rocks. He reached out and protected people, like that woman with an issue of blood. He called her daughter. He protected her, put her under his protection, kept them from getting angry with her because she was out there and unclean. No, he took care of that. What about Peter? Peter, the one that betrayed Jesus by his, by his you know, denying him three times. I love it mark chapter 16 verse 7 jesus tells the women go find the apostles and peter and tell them i want i'm coming to meet them in other words peter i want him to know he's still included this is before peter and he had a chance to meet and in fact the bible does say in one little verse that they had a little meeting before they went back to the group and yet Jesus keeps trying to get, no, it's really, Peter, feed my sheep. You're in this. You're in this. Peter kept feeling, feeling like he had blown it. He had killed his life. Not to Jesus. Jesus had no stones in his hands. And his arms were open. Come on, Peter. Let's do this. Let's work. In fact, I'm going to let you give the first sermon. How about that? He said, you know, what you lock, I'll lock. What you open, I'll open. Preach it, Peter. Have you ever thought of the trust God has in us? We talk of our faith in God. He gave us this treasure in earthen vessels, and he says, you'll do just fine. Wow. Every so often, you'll hear people say, I love Jesus, but I don't love the church. Two problems with this. One, the church is the bride of Christ. Don't disc jesus's girlfriend it's not safe the second is jesus loves the church and you might say but look at what we've done to it he knew and he loves the church he loves the gathering even with everything we've done to mess it up jesus doesn't have rocks in his hands doesn't have stones in his hands He has his arms open. So what is my agenda? I want for myself and for you that we approach every person, people of faith and people who do not believe, people in our religious tribes and those of other religious tribes, people who are engaged in sinful, addictive behavior and those who can't remember their last sin, And I want us to approach them with our arms open and our hands empty of stones. I want to be the place of fearless love, no fear. I don't have the fear gene for some reason. Don't know why. That's not always good. We've been military soldiers for 300 years and you could hold our family reunions right here. There are not that many of us left. I didn't say we were good at it. I just said we weren't afraid. I want to t- tell you something. I want you to remember this. For those of us who are saved by Jesus Christ, fear is not an option. We have nothing to be afraid of, ever. Oh, the news people are going to try to keep you afraid. They'll even say, your dollar is worthless. Your dollar is completely worthless. But if you send us enough of those worthless dollars, we'll let you have gold. Wait a minute. Or let's be afraid of this. Let's be afraid of that. They'll even come on and say something in your kitchen, a danger to your children. News at 11. What if I wanted to go in between now and then? (laughs) They want to keep you scared. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid. Love one another. As soon as I say things like this, I'll get people say, but what about sin? Oh, let me tell you about sin. I believe we should be absolutely ruthless in confronting sin. Our own sin. Not that of others. But our own. Jesus was very plain about when you're allowed to go after the sin of another. In Luke chapter 6 verses 41 and 42, he says you can start picking at the bits and specks in other people's eyes when you get the log out of your own. Anybody in here successfully removed all the sin from your life? If you raise your hand, you're giving us permission to notice what you didn't. All right then, we can't go after the sins of others. We go after ours. And we're ruthless in confronting them. Sin's awful. Sin's horrid. And we confront our own. And we love the other. We open our arms for the other. By the way, why do I call it fearless love? Because when we go after others in love, people will call us names. They will say, you're weak and liberal because you're acting just like Jesus in John 8. That just sounds odd to me it's a bit ironic it's a bit tragic if I have the Bible says if you want to receive mercy you have to give mercy if I have to err on one side of this equation it will not be on the judgment side it will be on the mercy side and that's what you will hear from me and I pray God that's what you will see in me Luke chapter 6 again verses 37 and 38 the Bible talks about receiving from God. Do you remember whenever your parents might have said when you're a little kid, would you like a treat? Oh. And then they bring out a little plate. Why? Even in church dinners, you have a normal plate for the meal and over in the dessert thing they got why? <laughs> I I take my other plate over because i can (laughs) but you hold out your hands for god's blessing make them as big as you can and you're not going to receive god's blessing if they're already full of stones. so you plan to throw at others they need to be empty to be useful the usefulness of a cup is in its emptiness when it is full it is no longer useful same with the hands do you remember in second kings the widow i'm going to die i've run out of oil i can't make food for people or my own child and the prophet says go borrow pots and pans from your neighbors every pot and pan she borrowed was full with oil but what is not said in scripture but must be said here is that not a single pot or pan was filled that she didn't borrow in other words, she was only blessed to the measure of her faith. We got to drop the rocks and we got to let loose of our money. We got to let loose of our stuff and everything we grab onto so that we can hold on to God and hold on to each other. Empty hands, open hearts, open minds. We will be blessed by God more and more the more we empty our hands the more we give to each other the more we share what we have the more we lay aside the arguments and traditions that have kept our hands busy and the more we love each other fearless love some won't like it but we're going to love them too i get hate mail every week i don't care i don't write back s yes, and your mother too nah i don't answer most of it but when i do answer it's something like well you might be wrong but i don't think you are but i love you anyway because normally all that sounds like to them is oh he wants you to write back and i don't i don't mind praying god bless and keep them over there for a while you know that's all right but oh, I'm not, i i'm gonna love them too Because love is the gateway into the treasure room of blessings in Christ. We will be known as Christians. Not by our dress. Not by our worship style. Not by our politics or our passions. But by our love one for another. Little children love each other fearlessly.